Today on the Word of Truth Revealed. But her daddy gave away the oldest girl by the name of Leah. The scripture says she was sleepy eyed, which means she wasn't attractive. I want you to think about how she felt. She never felt covered. She's married to a man that doesn't love her. He didn't feel she looked good enough. He never preferred her. He fell in love with her younger sister. And the scripture said he loved her so much that working for seven years seemed like but a few days. Touch your neighbor said, that's some deep love. Now ask him, how deep is your love? Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On today's broadcast, we're continuing in the 11 a.m. service where Bishop Clark uses Genesis, the 48th chapter, verses 1 through 6 as the background scripture for part 2 of the message that's in the Pillars of Salvation series, Adoption. And we need in the kingdom of God, we have standards, but we need to learn how to take that off when it comes to the salvation of souls. It doesn't matter how they wash up in here. What we need to do is make sure when they're in here, they feel like they belong. I'm preaching better than you saying, tell me to preach it. Come on. Tell me you better preach. We go to churches that make us feel comfortable in our what? In our dysfunction. We want people to come in the church that looks like us and act like we do and they just got here. That's not Manasseh. His name means God has caused me to forget my pain. Thank you, Jesus. Ephraim, the younger one. His name means doubly fruitful. He's the second of Joseph's two sons. Born from Potiphar's daughter. God has called me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. That's what his name means. And when Jacob, when Joseph brought the two boys, he made sure Ephraim was close to Jacob's right hand. And he made sure Manasseh was close. Ephraim was close to, I'm sorry, Manasseh was close to Jacob's right hand. And Ephraim was close to his left hand. The eldest and the youngest. But what Jacob did is switched. You can read it in the text. In other words, I need to promote Ephraim first and not Manasseh because he's a reminder of pain. Manasseh is a reminder of pain. He cannot be first now. Because when I adopt you, I don't want you to think about your pain now. Not first. I want you to think about that you're doubly fruitful. 
And if you can ever grasp the fact that I put fruitfulness and the ability to abound in you first, you will manage your pain better. People come into the kingdom and if somebody start talking about what you went through, you're the one shouting yes. But that means your pain, Manasseh is firstborn. When God wants you to be able to understand that you're fruitful, glory to God, and an evergreen no matter where you are. Then when you deal with your pain, you're able to manage it better. The pain is just designed to prune off what you don't need. It is not your profit to detect, to depict where you're going in your life. Can somebody say amen? God didn't ever want anybody to come in the family and allow their pain to prophesy to them anymore. That's why he didn't allow Manasseh to be blessed first. He asserted Ephraim first. And in adoption, get this in your spirit, God is doing a divine switch. It's not your pain. Your pain may have brought you to this moment, glory to God, but it's not going to carry you into the next dimension. It must submit to fruitfulness. Thank you, Jesus. Anytime you see adoption, there's something that happens in adoption. First of all, it means that a child is taken from the biological and then transferred into the custody of a new family. But get this in your spirit. There's a moment before adoption takes place where the authority or the judge looks at that baby and cancels the parental rights of their biological. Listen to what I'm saying. It's called the cancellation of parental rights. Look at that child and say, your parents who birth you, this is what happens, your parents who birth you have no more rights over you any longer. They can't tell you what to do and they're not responsible for you. Yet the child has not been adopted. And they're standing there in this moment without any covering. Not even the state covers them. The new parent, it has not been pronounced yet that you are the parent. At the same time, they cancel the parental rights of your previous, your biological. And there's a moment where no one is with you. And this is where the enemy wants you to stay. It's only a moment, but for some of us it lasts for eternity. Nobody loves me. Nobody owns me. Nobody has vouched for me. I don't feel like I belong. Oh, help me, Jesus. And that's why I'm coming to pronounce over you that this season has passed, glory to God. That segment of your life where you don't feel like you belong is over. Ephraim is not the firstborn. Yet God transferred him, glory to God, to be the first that God blessed because he wants your fruitfulness to dictate to you, not your pain. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I want you all to get this here because some of us have been living in that space of time way too long. When you've been adopted into a new family. It doesn't matter who rejected you. That's what it means. God canceled the parental rights. So you can be pronounced. And transferred into a new kingdom. 
But if you're not careful, you'll stay locked there in chains. All of your life, even after God has blessed you with a brand new family in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Notice, as Reuben and Simeon are mine, so are these two boys. You're not orphans. You will never be orphans. And the blessing that's on me, I'm pronouncing that blessing on you. Here, Jacob is a type of father. Joseph is a type of son or Christ. The two boys is a type of the world. Who Jacob, Joseph brings them to God. Brings them to God as a mediator. And then the father lays his hands on them and pronounced the blessing. Thank you, Jesus. And you're not alone. I don't care if your mother took you. God has never left you alone. If your father said, I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm canceling that in the name of the Lord Jesus. They are not dictating to you any longer. I decree and declare you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Your soul knows it well. You are the head. You are the head. You are the head. You are God's apple. The apple of his eye. He loves you. He came to rescue you from dysfunction. That whole family tree wasn't good enough to raise you. That's why he pulled you out. I know it's rough without being with them, but it would have been worse if you were with them. That's why he rescued you out of it. It's better to have no mother than to have an abusive mother. It's better to have no father than to have an abusive father who don't know his day. God can take that nothingness and transfer you into somethingness. Can someone say amen? All of this happens when you come to Jesus? Absolutely. The New Testament Greek word for adoption literally means placing as a son. Placing as a son, not as a bastard. Not as a wannabe, not as a misfit, not as a slave, but as a son. It is a legal term that expresses the process by which a man brings another person into his family tree. Endowing him with the same status and privileges of a biological son or daughter. Write it down. Acceptance. It is the foundation of belonging. Acceptance. And this is why the enemy constantly attacks us. And that's why Manasseh can't be the leader anymore. With, with that belonging. You can be in a church and all of a sudden feel like you don't belong. It's, some, it's an emotion. But it's tied to the fact that you were abused in your life. And God wants you to cut that tie. That's why Manasseh can't be the first one now. God has called me to forget my pain. He's going to call you to forget your pain, but it can't be your leader. Pain is not even the issue. You need to feel like you've, you've been accepted. You need to feel like you've been accepted first. Then you'll begin to deal with your pain with more flexibility, with more strength, and more success. If I know you love me, I can deal with the burden that I have to carry. If I know you love me. But if I ever doubt your love, 
it's harder for me to bear the burden. This same man, Jacob, that blessed the two boys, he fell in love with a woman by the name of Rachel. But her daddy gave away the oldest girl by the name of Leah. The scripture says she was sleepy-eyed, which means she wasn't attractive. I want you to think about how she felt. She never felt covered. She's married to a man that doesn't love her. He didn't feel she looked good enough. He never preferred her. He fell in love with her younger sister. Beautiful and fine. And the scripture said he loved her so much that working for seven years seemed like but a few days. Touch your neighbor and say, that's some deep love. Now ask him, how deep is your love? <laughs> you can't handle two days. <laughs> seven years laboring. Seven years laboring. Seven years laboring. But his love made the seven years seem like but a few days. Leah is watching you move like that. But you never bring that love to her. She would want this message. The message you reject, she would want it. Because she know what it feels like not to be accepted. That's why adoption is so important. Because it kicks out rejection. It will make someone like Leah feel like she's a part of the family. You can't stand to walk with her. She's not good enough to walk with. You only show up at night. I am, baby. Do I need to go deeper? I don't need to go deeper. You got the message. That acceptance thing is very important. It is the foundation of what? Belonging. And in ministry, we need to make sure people feel like they belong. Then they can connect. When they connect, they will grow. When they grow, they'll be able to serve. That's how it works. Some people are still battling with belonging. And I'm cutting that cord because when you don't belong, you're still tied to pain. That's why Manasseh can't be first. Ephraim must surface now. I'm fruitful. In the land of my affliction. Right where I am. I don't have to go to any other geographical place. For me to feel like I'm accepted. I'm fruitful here. And because I'm fruitful. I can deal with the pain. Write it down. Reception is the banquet hall. And celebration of the adopted. Reception is the banquet hall and the celebration, the parade, the celebration of the adopted. And that's why we have to learn in theology to celebrate adoption. 
Actually, one of the things is, uh, in our church is we want to see the homeless, we want to see those who are not adopted, children who don't have covering, find families, like foster families. That's one of the mandates that I believe God has given me to see if we can do that. We want to make sure we place children with good people that can help raise them. So no one would be alone. I saw an African-American boy just was adopted by a Caucasian male here. It was on national news. And the little boy just said, I'm glad you're my daddy. I'm so glad you're my dad. I'm so glad. And it brought tears to the man's eyes. It's one of the greatest acts of love that could ever be done. If you don't have that ability, then stay in your lane. Everybody can't adopt children. You get mad too quick. You get mad too quick. You get mad. You get mad too quick. You don't need to adopt children. You can't thump them over the head. I've seen people with, with stepchildren taking them and, and pinching them. This kid just crying, but I'm watching you pinching them. Shut up, but you're pinching them. What kind of foolishness is that? That's straight up abuse. You don't need to have children if you're doing that. Benny Hinn was on Facebook the other day, about a thousand viewers was watching, I was watching, and all of a sudden someone piped in some bad video, it just hijacked his thing, and it was of a woman abusing a baby girl. And it lasted for about, maybe, a, I watched it, it was about a minute and a half, but it still, it bothered me because she was smacking her way too hard. And uh, the baby was crying, but you know how they, they, they're crying in a way, and well, it's like a silent scream. You hitting her so hard, she, it, it just was bad. And then she started changing her blouse, and she hung her. Like, she took the clothes and hung her up like that. The, the, no feet on the ground, and she was holding her up and still smacking her. That's the kind of stuff is in the world. The reason why we need adoption is because of the abuse. People are going through all kinds of things, not only naturally, but emotionally. Hung up in your circumstance. Hung up by people who don't love you. Hung up through past issues. God is setting you free from it. In the Old Testament, uh, adoption was never custom, uh, customary for the uh, Israelites. Pharaoh's daughter adopted Moses. You didn't see that, but the Israelites didn't take other children and say, we're adopting you. They will become slaves, but not family members. Y'all understand? It was other nations that taught Israel how to adopt. And here Pharaoh, Pharaoh's daughter, heard a little baby crying in the Nile River that was in a basket of bulrushes. His name, she called his name Moses. Means to be drawn out of the water. And she took him in her, in her home, the scripture says, and she called him, this is Exodus chapter 2 and verse 10, she called him her son, not stepson. This is my son, with the same rights and privileges of any natural born. Under the eyes of the law, even in the New Testament, the Romans' custom was to adopt. Not Israelites. 
It was the custom of the Romans to adopt. And if a Roman centurion took his ring off and gave it to you, you became his son. You can take his signet and you could take his seal and move to Rome. And if you showed that you can, you had his seal, his whole house was yours. God allowed Rome to rule Palestine. Because Rome is the, is the world power that created roads. Not only that, they are the iron that, that Daniel saw in that beast. He saw a beast. He saw an image. And there was iron in that image. The iron represents the Romans. They were able to make chariots. Chariots would be no good if you didn't have roads. They're known for roads. They created roads all over Palestine. That's right. Amen. The Greeks were great for language and philosophy. And in the fullness of time, God sent his son down a road with a specific language so we can spread the gospel. And God allows sometimes you to go through all hell and high water without roads and bridges and without glory to God. Any language, major language barriers because he's waiting on the right Kairos moment to put you in the place that you need to be in so you can experience the fullness of fruitfulness. You thought you had it good last year, but wait until this year. You thought things were good this but wait until God starts releasing what he has for you. Ah, Jesus. Somebody better get this mic. I feel the Holy Ghost. Under Roman law, and we know the law of, of, of the eye of the law is blind because we see through our own lenses. That's why in America, you better have an attorney if you go to court. Because you could be innocent. But if a prosecutor don't like you, they can make it seem like you did it. And you need a defense attorney that can turn around and say, but look at the evidence. There is no evidence. And those two battling together will create what we call justice. That's the system that we have in America. There's a lot of people in jail that shouldn't be there. And there's some people that's not in jail. That should be locked up right now. And such were some of us. We were there. We did it. But nobody saw us. Don't slick up your nose talking about I can't believe they did this when you know what you did. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. Everybody in jail not supposed to be there and everybody walking around not supposed to be free. But it's our system of justice. That's why the law is blind because you can only see it through the lenses of people. But even in Roman law, adoption, in, in adoption one will become a new creature. In Roman law, new creature if you're adopted, which means you're part of a new family. And that's what Jacob was doing to those two boys. You're Egyptian. You have, you have half of the world in you. But I'm adopting you. Now your family and your legacy is not tied just to the Egyptian side of you. You're going you're to walk with Israel and Ephraim walk with him. If you start checking out how God blessed Ephraim, especially under Moses' time, it'll blow your mind. When you go to Israel, I want you to go to the mountains of Nephthali. 
Go to Ephraim. Look at the territory that they were blessed with. And it started right here when he laid his hands on those boys. And start thinking about what God has in store for you. The enemy don't want you to have it. He wants you to abort it before it comes out. But you got to know he's got his eyes set on longevity. Not on the moment. Not on who hurt you. Your pain is not dictating to you anymore. It's your fruitfulness that you need to grab onto. Thank you. I'm pulling on that string called fruitfulness. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2539. That's reference number 2539. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. I want to invite you to Truth Reveal International Ministries, uh, a place where we are in the business of saving souls. We strengthen families, we shape leadership, and we serve this generation. In coming to the church, I believe you're going to get a good, good worship experience. Your life will be transformed in the presence of God. But you're also going to get a word from God, a word that's going to impact your life for an eternal purpose. I want to encourage you to come out and visit with us. We don't meet strangers. We just love on the people of God. A smile and a handshake, pressing palms, and kissing our sons is what we do. We love you, and I'd like to see you soon. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.